Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Friends, Romans, and sports fans, lend me your ears. Is it not amazing what a healthy roster can do for you? The LA Clippers returned with a vengeance after a close but ugly loss to the Sacramento Kings on Saturday. By handing the Memphis Grizzlies a 124-97 loss in a game that was a rout from the start, the Clippers poured in 40 points by the end of the first quarter and led by as many as 35 before the break before the rest of the game pretty much was back and forth. The now 28-29 Grizzlies, though they have lost the first three of their four-game road trip and next play Houston, it was only a game back of the Clippers, are still three games ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans for that last playoff spot. Speaking of the Pels, they head to Staples Center to take on the Lakers tonight in Zion Latif Williamson's debut in Los Angeles. So far at least, Zion has lived up to the hype, averaging in his 12 games just under 23 points as well as 7 rebounds in 28 minutes. In his debut, he tallied 22 points and 7 boards. And against Portland and OKC earlier this month, notched over 30 points in consecutive games. Interestingly, he never played football in high school, but was offered a scholarship by the LSU Tigers. Now, of course, national champions. Oh, yeah! This is the Catch My Eye podcast. Begins on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We will always have mercy on your ears. All you who listen, profess yourselves enemies to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find that this alone felicitates your dear highness's love. Amen. Do I have timing or do I have timing, right? Right after the first ever episode on college basketball hoops, we talk about UCLA and its ascension. On that exact same Saturday, they come out and beat those Colorado Buffaloes in Boulder, Colorado, with a big... Second half comeback on Senior Day in Colorado. A huge victory, 70-63. to Perfect timing. Of course, they now need to you know, continue that. Very tough game on Thursday against those ASU kids who now are leading the Pac-12 now that number 
Now that now number 21, Colorado, they were number 18, but now they are number 21 because of that loss to UCLA. They are now behind ASU. UCLA, Oregon, and Colorado are all tied at 10 and 5 in second place. Arizona at 10 and 4. We're talking about Pac-12 standings. And so huge games if the UCLA wins out, they will be the Pac-12 Conference regular season champions. But enough. Right. Let's stop patting UCLA and myself on the back. Let's get to more important business, shall we? And now I prithee, take off thy dunce cap, put on thy gown of wisdom, because it is time for the quiz. Okay, so our last uh, question was about Mr. McCronin of the UCLA basketball men or men's basketball head coach, and what we were talking about is how he was at a great uh, winning record is nine times to the uh, the NCAA tournament. The past nine seasons, he has been able to make it there with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Hopefully, that continues the tenth consecutive time for McCrennan, right? In his first year at UCLA as the 14th head coach for the Bruins, but he also has not had particularly great success. In the NCAA tournament, lots of second rounds and first rounders. Best performance in the NCAA tournament has been the Sweet 16 way back in 2011-2012. So I have a feeling maybe that's why he came to UCLA for those better recruiting. You know, Coaching can only get you so far, but his alma mater is Cincinnati, so I would say it's Fairly likely that that's why he came to UCLA for greener recruiting pastures. But he is just one of six head coaches to take his team to the NCAA tournament in the past nine years. And so we asked you to name four of the other five. And so today we reveal the four of the other five. Or sorry, we will reveal five of the other five. And if we got four of the other five, good for you. So we have Mike Krzyzewski from Duke. Wow, what a surprise, right? Also, the man from North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Roy Williams. Yep, more blue, butt, more blue bloods. Bill Self from Kansas, another blue blood. And finally, Mark Few, who's consistently been getting there. And Tom Izzo from Michigan State. So all very well-respected coaches, well-known college coaches. I would say Mick Cronin is very likely the least known of those five. And rightly so, because all those guys have had much greater success in the NCAA tournament than Mr. Mick Cronin. We'll see if that changes during his tenure at UCLA. By the way, I've heard that uh, some people, we still have that free tie to give away, I've, I, but I have heard that uh, some persons have tried to email me 
So I apologize, by the way. If you tried the email, I didn't. Fortunately, I have not gotten it. I have not gotten it. I do check. Hopefully, we can get that uh, thing fixed and we can get that free tie out to the deserving winner. Assuming that uh, those persons have guessed it correctly, of course. So I apologize for that. Now, our next. So continue to email, please. Catch my eye podcast at gmail.com. C A T C H M Y E Y E P O D C A S T at gmail.com. So there's no capitalization, no punctuation, no spaces, just all lowercase, all run together. Catch my eye podcast at gmail.com. Okay. We now go on to our next. Next quiz question and for today we have this Lakers Pelicans game right and so we decided to go to the forget the Clippers I know this is primarily a Clippers quiz question so bear with me but the Lakers and Pelicans in 2006 they did take part and the city of New Orleans. First professional sports game following Hurricane Katrina in the city of New Orleans, that is. Uh, so it was the Lakers and the Pelicans, tonight's matchup. Now, this is following Hurricane Katrina. They met at the New Orleans Arena on March 8th, 2006. And the Lakers won 113 to 107. Of course, unsurprisingly, the high score, or they were led by Kobe Bryant, scoring 40. Wow, 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 what a surprise. But we do have some history in 2006, 2007. It did not involve this Hurricane Katrina game. Well, the first professional game after Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. I just thought I'd throw that out there. But on March 23rd, 2007, Mr. Kobe Bryant did score 50 points, which is a series record. Uh, Game high, both for the Lakers and New Orleans. On March 23rd, he scored 50 points. In 2007. And he became just the second player in history to score 50 plus points in how many consecutive games? So, your question, it was poorly phrased, maybe. How many consecutive games did Kobe Bryant score? Back in 2007, when that March 23rd game against the Pelicans, he became the second player to score that many points in that many consecutive games. So, so as I said, email the answer to catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. C-A-T-C-H-M-Y-E-Y-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.
by the way, the high for the individual I for one game, as far as points goes, for the New Orleans Pelicans is er, the record holder belongs to Mr. Anthony Davis, who scored 42 in 2018, a couple years ago, on February 14th, Valentine's Day. All right. So now we move on from that Lakers Pelicans quiz about Kobe Bryant. And on we go to consideration of the Clippers state and the Lakers state with regards to the past couple of games. Now that's Sacramento game. On Saturday, that 112-103 loss. Bad for a variety of reasons. Obviously, never want to win three consecutive... Lose three consecutive games for any team. And granted, the Clippers did have lots of excuses. Number one, of course, the Sacramento Kings had already played a game. Coming out of the All-Star break, that was the Clippers' first game. So, the Clip or the... Kings were all warmed up. Number two, again, Paul George, Pat Bev were out. Number three, they had Reggie Jackson in the starting lineup. Granted, he was the point guard, but you never want your point guard. He had just arrived for the Clippers, barely had any time to you know, get to know the playbook. Kind of up a creek with the injuries to Pat Bev, but that's going to be real hard to get a good flowing offense. And that's what the Clippers were. They were just real inconsistent. Horrible ending to the game. Could not score at the end of the game. Very Also very lackluster start at the beginning of the game. So, in a way, it's to be expected, right? But come on. You have Kawhi Landry. You have Lou Williams. You have Montrez Harrell. You have Landry Shamit. You should be able to beat the Sacramento Kings, right? I mean, they're now t 10 games under 500, so... <laughs> Also, Kawhi Leonard said that they were lacking focus. That's what contributed to the slow start. They sh Besides all those excuses, forgive me, they still should have won. Now again, the big issue with that game was, of course, the fact that Paul George and Pat Bev missed another game. robbing them of another chance as the season winds down to start gelling. We'll see what happens. Do they get injured again and again and again and again? Or do we finally get an extended stretch of time for the A-Clippers to start gelling together? Less than 30 games. And this is like the close to the 30th starting lineup that the Clippers have rolled out this year. That happened in yesterday's Memphis Grizzlies beat down. So yes, the Memphis Grizzlies game did allay 
pretty some concerns, of course. You know, you expect the Clippers to come out after that lackluster game. But then, of course, you're going to have some tough games coming up. So, nobody's going to remember this three-game win streak, assuming they win in the playoffs. But it's extremely worrisome that they've barely had any time to gel together. We have these all these nagging injuries. And their next games are going to be very tough. Well, Phoenix on Wednesday is not going to be so hot. But on Saturday, or Friday, we have the Denver Nuggets coming to town, right? And on March 1st, two days later, we have Philadelphia coming to town. Two days later, Oklahoma City. Two days later, Houston. And then on March 8th, three days later, the Lakers. That's going to be a super tough schedule. Denver, Philadelphia, Oklahoma City, Houston, and the Lakers. There, so this new lineup for the Clippers is going to be tested by fire, right? We need to the like Clippers need to have an extended stretch where they're actually healthy. That was that Saturday loss. Exactly what you fear about the Clippers. At times they looked unbeatable on offense. At other times they couldn't buy a bucket. That's just the product of going along with all these injuries and in and out of the lineup and no continuity. There was an interesting quote after that Philadelphia not Philadelphia, that Boston Celtics game between the Lakers and Celtics on Sunday. And after the game, Lakers coach Frank Vogel is quoted, that was a heavyweight fight. Everybody gets a chance to go together. One of the weaknesses of our team is our continuity. We just have not been in a lot of these situations as a group. This coaching staff, our core guys, most of this team have been put together this year. Each time we get into a close game like that, win or lose, you learn lessons, you get a better feel for each other. That stuff's going to be beneficial for us in the playoffs. Now, Mr. Frank Vogel, he does have a point. Lakers have not been tested yet. New team. No team in the Western Conference and quite frankly, no team in the Eastern Conference either, has been tested. This is, in that sense, this is a wide-open playoff race. Well, in a lot of other senses as well. But nobody has been tested. Nothing has been proved. Like, with whenever Le, you know, LeBron was always going to the... Whatever team LeBron was on in the East, they, they were going to the NBA Finals, and the Golden State Warriors were going to be going to the NBA Finals as well. They had proved themselves. They were the teams to beat. None of these teams have proven themselves. Clippers, even though they have the best roster, it's completely new. 
nobody knows what's going to happen. Which is what makes this continuity so problem so worrisome. Lakers, same thing. But Lakers do have a better... Uh, Lakers. So what Frank Vogel is saying is true, but the Lakers have had extremely good continuity. They know what they're going to be at this point of the year. They've been playing together pretty much the whole year. Very nice... It's been a very nice season for the Lakers. Pretty much no injuries. They do have continuity. At least at least this year. Clippers out on the other hand do not have that luxury. And we'll see if they're able to get that luxury for the past for the final, you know, 20 20 odd games. Of course, you know, there's going to be some back to backs as well. So, of course, Kawhi Leonard's going to be sitting out. You know, sure, it's not going to be completely injury free for the rest of the year either. This is getting down for the Clippers to crunch time as far as we need to like start playing together. And so far, it just hasn't happened. And these injuries to Pat Bev with his groin and his, and also. Paul George with that hamstring, the, these seem to be injuries that are just going to be continuing to crop up. Lakers, they know what they have. Which brings us to this that Celtics game, right? In many ways, it was a very good game. Now, I'm turning down on the rhetoric as far as it was a playoff-like atmosphere. Uh, playoff games, even it was an intense regular season game. Any playoff game is going to be more intense than that game. That game was not a make-or-break game. Either team could have gotten blown out. And it, would it really have affected their playoff chances? Their, their chances at a championship? And the players realized that. It was not a playoff-like atmosphere. But it, although, as I said, it may have been closer than a regular, regular season game. But not close. Now, I have mixed feelings about that Celtics. Lakers game because while it was a close game, it was back and forth. Eh, the was it really all all that great of a game? I mean, Anthony Davis did not play particularly well. He was ten and twenty-five from the field. He missed a crucial free throw at the end. That technical foul that was. Assist to Brad Stevens. He missed that free throw at the end of the game. Granted, it was a uh, it was a playoff game in one sense that heavy minutes were played by both teams. I mean, we have Jalen Brown playing just under 39 minutes. Gordon Hayward playing over 39 minutes. Jason Tatum, 36 and a half minutes. Daniel Tice, 30 minutes. I mean, and the rest of the play. I mean, we. 
the rest of the player is not really playing all that whole heck of a lot. And James and Davis. Whoa. Anthony Davis played 39 minutes, and James played 35 minutes. Now, of course, James, uh, LeBron James's minutes are going to go are going to be way higher than 35 minutes. That's just around his regular season average this year, which is low for his regular season average over his whole career, and his postseason average is higher than his career regular season minutes average. But nevertheless. There were some high minutes played by the Boston Celtics and some pretty high minutes for Anthony Davis as well. That sense it was a playoff-like game. But, ew, the free throws. Not particularly good free throws, and a lot of them. Lakers were 25 of 37 from the free throw line. 23 of 30 for the Boston Celtics. 67 free throws for the whole the whole thing. The whole both teams combined. That's a lot of free throws. 30 attempted free throws. I don't know. I mean, that's 68% for the Lakers. And they miss they were missing some key free throws at the end of that game. I guess 23 or 30 is about you know, 77%, so that's okay. But either that's, you know, way too much officiating, or it's just sloppy basketball, let's put it that way, a lot of reaching. But 67 free throws. Again, as I said, it was a close game, but I don't think it was a, I don't think you can call it a classic game. A great game. Not a... All you can say it was a close game against two rivals. And so that hyped up the intensity. As far as the Pelicans game tonight, that should be an exciting game. Obviously the Pelicans, as is typical for Alvin Gentry's teams, all offense, no defense, it should be a high-scoring affair. Now, this should be an entertaining game, especially with Zion Williamson. Also with Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is doing pretty darn well under Coach Alvin Gentry. The other t- averaging over 24 points a game. The other two players that the Lakers gave up to get Anthony Davis, not so hot, especially Lonzo Ball. In his third season, he's only averaging 11.8 points, just under 7 assists in 32 minutes, which is quite a bit. If you look at his career highs, most of them are not from this season. Okay, so... And he should be doing as a point guard, playing 32 minutes in Alvin Gentry's all-offense, no-defense system, right? He's supposed to be a real good passer. 11.8 points and 6.8 minutes and 6.8 assists in 32 minutes is, let's just say, 
uninspiring. Josh Hart is contributing 10.6 points in 28 minutes, six and a half rebounds. But let's just say the ones that the, the Lakers really gave up was Brandon Ingram. It was a good, clearly Anthony Davis has made a much bigger impact on the on the LA Lakers than those three players have on the New Orleans Pelicans. So so far at least we'll see what happens with those draft picks, right? Cuz they gave up a handful, right? But so far at least the Lakers have won that New Orleans Pelicans trade. Except for maybe Brandon Ingram and you have to take that 24 and a half points per game average with a grain of salt, right? Cuz it's Alvin Gentry. The other two have been, as I say, rather uninspiring. But yeah, enjoy that game tonight. It's going to be high scoring. Okay, before we get out of here, I do want to thank you, the listeners. Email catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. Again, I apologize if people have been trying to email me and have not been getting through but I would love to hear from you about comments about the show right Uh, what you think about the content disagree or disagree ways that the podcast can improve of course answer the quiz question I would love to hear from that give away that free time also the blessed trinity and the holy family my guardian angel my patron saints Francis Savior and James the Greater my family my grandmother and my uncle and finally, Brian Seaman, Adam Osland, Noah Eagle, and Michael Madden. And of course, all those persons have merely supported me. And the opinion on this podcast is completely my own. On Thursday, we're going to talk some more UCLA, right? That big game against the ASU Sun Devils, who <laughs> in the last game UCLA got creamed by. 84 to 66 when threes were just raining down into the hoops from those Sun Devils' hands. But Thursday, it's a big showdown at 8 o'clock. Of course, every game from here on out for the UCLA Bruins is a big one. But the Pac 12 race is heating up for the Pac 12 championship, and who's going to go? to the NCAA tournament. Who's going to win that Pac-12 tournament? College basketball is coming down to the end of the year, and so now is the time to start paying attention. Until Thursday, Bonsuelo. The Catch My Eye podcast is dead, my lord. That's but a mistake. You lords and noble friends know our intent. What comfort for this intervening time shall be applied. Nevertheless, your present business is general woe. Friends of my soul, you the gourd state sustain until we meet again a few days from hence. Email catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. I have a journey, lords, shortly to go. My master calls me. I must not say no.